Hi guys, welcome to Downstage Center. I am Montego Glover, and I am delighted to be joined today by my Memphis leading man, Mr. Adam Pascal. Hi, Adam. Hi, Montego. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Oh my goodness. Thank you for having me. <laughs> you your interview. Yeah. Kidding around here. Um, so I want to just put this out here right now. Sure, please do. You and I are sort of like a new couple on the Broadway mm-hmm. right now. And since you joined us in October, um, it turns out that we are working together for the first time, but it's not our first time at the rodeo, wouldn't you say? That's true, yes. Um, and not only that, I think we have a lot of the same shows on our resume <laughs> <laughs> that we've both missed each other on, but both have performed in at various times in our lives. So, we might just, yeah. we might just. Um, so, uh, with that in mind, I think that, you know, it's safe to say that you and I both sort of come to the table with a, a wealth of work in the field, both as musicians and as actors. And uh, one of the questions I've actually sort of been dying to ask you since we became work spouses, can I say that? Sure, okay to say. Since we became (laughs) work spouses, is, um, you know, like what what you, uh, how you see yourself. For example, I feel like to your fans, they see you as as different things, as an actor, as a singer, as a performer, a musician, Mm -hmm. maybe the man of their dreams, (laughs) you know. But uh, when it comes to you, oh, you're so sweet. (laughs) But when it comes to you speaking of yourself, how do you see yourself? Well, um, as an I, artist, yeah, how do you see? I, I always saw myself as a musician first, mm. um, and uh, came into this profession as being a singer and and a musician. Um, and quite frankly, took it took many years for me to become comfortable calling myself an actor. <laughs> um, being an actor was never part of. Uh, my career goals growing up. It was never something I even considered. Um, and I didn't realize it was something that uh, I had an ability to do until I was already doing it um, on a Broadway stage in front of, you know, however many thousands audience. of people. Yeah. Um, so, um, but but yes, but I would say now that I certainly consider myself as much an actor as as a, as a musician. Um, I certainly have made more of a living <laughs> as an actor uh, than I ever did as a musician. But um, again, because of the way that I grew up and because of um, just how focused I was on being. Um, a musician and a singer in a rock band, and that was my whole goal in life. You sure, know, as, as, right? a, as a young person, um, it did take a long time for me to get comfortable saying uh, that I was an actor, and I had a lot of guilt around it too. You know, you think? Um, yeah, I had I, I had guilt. I, I mean, I have I have Jewish guilt about everything, <laughs> uh, and that's just one of many things. The laundry list, <laughs> but um, uh, yes, I, I had a lot of guilt about the fact that I had such an enormous amount of success so quickly mm-hmm. having not come from a similar background as so many people that I was working with. Sure. Now I certainly consider myself somebody who has paid their dues. I mean, I played empty rock clubs in New York right. city and, and <laughs> long Island and New Jersey for Countless 10 years. Times, yeah. Yes. So, um, I definitely paid my dues in that respect, but you know, um, having had that type of success as an actor right out of the gate, certainly filled me with some some guilt about all of the people that had had worked so hard at that um, for so many years and were and are struggling at that. Um, And I seemingly, from an outside perspective, might have had it kind of easy. Sure, sure. Do you find that you learn from the people that you're working with? You learn as an actor? Absolutely. I've learned from everyone uh, that I've ever worked with. And that's that's how I've become a better actor, is by... um, 
you know, they say surrounding yourself with people who are better at something than you are. It's, well, I've always had the, the luxury excellent. of being able to do that. <laughs> yeah. um, and so uh, I've, I've learned how to become an actor from the wonderful actors, including yourself, oh, who, I, who I've gotten the opportunity to work with. Sure. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So you know, it's it's one of those things that you hope um, that you'll continue to want to learn from the people that you work with, right. and you want to continue to work with people who are essentially better than you, right? Right. Because it it just makes your work more grounded, right? More more uh, profound, right? You know? Absolutely. Now, for yourself, do you? Yeah. I, I you have such a, a brilliant, brilliant instrument. <laughs> do you consider yourself a, a singer first, an actor first? Are you sort of do you consider them equal parts of your arsenal? Um, I consider myself an actor. Actress An actress who happens to be able to sing. Uh-huh. It is that that is purely happenstance right, from right. my point of view. Right now, you know, growing up in the Southern United States and being African American, everybody goes to church and there is music everywhere, and including that was, in church. Uh, Chattanooga, Chattanooga, Tennessee. Tennessee. That's okay. right. Um, so, so that is you know, music has always been a part of my life, a part right. of my family, and certainly my first musical experiences were in church. Right. But my musical tastes are very, very varied, mm-hmm. varied. So I uh, enjoyed having that as an outlet. But my real passion was for acting, and in fact, when I started studying at twelve, I was studying acting, not right. music, not singing at all. Right. I would imagine that um, it's frustrating a little bit for you. Not that I mean, you've been incredibly successful. Obviously, but um, because you are such an amazing singer, uh, I would imagine that you probably get more work in musicals than you do in straight plays. <laughs> well, my goal is to do at least two straight plays a year. Okay. But what I will tell you, and I love having that as a goal because I think it does keep you grounded. Right. But what I can tell you is that I found that being musical, having mm-hmm. a musical inclination mm-hmm. is extremely uh, satisfying as an artist right. and very marketable. I mean, when I was a student and, you know, going to Florida State University to get my BFA, it was helpful that I could sing. It was sure. helpful that I had a natural affinity for movement and dance and, and I wanted to be an actress. Right. So getting a Bachelor of Fine Arts in music theater makes all kinds of sense. And I just use the skills whenever I need them. As far as the theater is concerned, I tend to get a lot of work in musicals, but I get to do plays as well. And the best part, I think, about my career is that I get to work in other media. So when I step into the studio to voice a product for, you know, publicists or to voice a character for, you know, Nickelodeon or something, that's acting for me. It has nothing to do with my my skills as a musician. Right. Now, um, I know that we both have done some animation work in our careers. How exciting. I didn't Uh, know that, Adam. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Is that something that you particularly enjoy because it's definitely something that I particularly enjoy. Oh my enjoy. goodness. How how great. Again, it's another way to be an actress. It's another way right. to, to use your instrument and to really focus the skill set. Um, one of the things I like about getting to mix up my career is that I get to use different skill sets. So it's not just you know me showing up at a theater every night. It's me showing up in a studio right. and, and learning how to work with instruments and how to work with very sensitive ones like these microphones are on right now. Right, or right. you know how to but then but then how to be you know on the stage every night doing a piece of theater, particularly music theater, which I call a full contact sport. It's like yeah. football. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> I'm an athlete. And we as have are the you. bruises to prove it. <laughs> we definitely. have the marks <laughs> to prove it. So, you know, I think I think it, it, ultimately it makes me a better artist. Right. Yeah. Having all of those things and recognizing them and frankly embracing them. Yeah. I've yeah. always embraced my musicianship and I certainly don't um, stand down when it comes to it. Right. But when it comes to the, the way I view myself, I, I'm an actress who happens to sing. Right. Right. Um, um, I'll tell you just a quick, quick, funny story on a sidebar, just speaking of voiceovers. <laughs> um, 
about 12 years ago, I did a, um, a voiceover for uh, the Discovery Channel. Mm-hmm. I, I voiced a hippopotamus special. It was a documentary <laughs> on hippopotamus. <laughs> Hippopotami. Anyway, so I ran into the producer who produced the, the special and who hired me. And I ran into her about uh, maybe four months ago. I hadn't seen her since. Mm-hmm. And she pulled me aside and she's like, I have to tell you something really funny. Anyway, long story short, when I'm in the studio recording the voiceover for the special, she tells me she realizes during the recording session that, oh, wait, we wanted the other guy. We wanted Anthony Rapp. <laughs> She's like, wait, that doesn't sound like the oh, voice. Wait, oh, I think we no. hired the wrong guy. <laughs> oh, no, no. Thank Anthony and give him a cut. I, right? Yes, I did thank him because I, I loved it. I had the best time. My parents were so proud of me. Like, oh, are you kidding? It was like the greatest thing that had happened to me up until that point. <laughs> Just having the doors knocked down for yeah. you. That's so good. That's so good. My first, I think my first voiceover project was a, um, uh, I think it was the NBA or something. Like I voiced something for the ad council and then right. the NBA was this huge, like high energy, you know, the season of basketball kind of yeah. thing. And I just remember having the best time. Now, do you do yeah. a lot of, um, like sort of little girl voices? Is that, are you, <laughs> is that a specialty of yours? It's not my specialty. You know what? I, I do a lot of announcing for right. products right. and I do a lot of like straight acting for products. Yes. So I'm almost always the mother or the wife or a girlfriend right. or, or I'm the voice of the product. Okay. Um, right. I've only recently, uh, gotten into voicing characters. So oh, when okay. I got, when I voiced for Dora the Explorer, when mm-hmm. I voiced for Go Diego Go, mm-hmm. um, it was pure character voices, right, right. which I really enjoy. Sure. But it, it turns out I have this <laughs> ability to yeah. sort of live on both sides of the line right, right. and I can announce a product, but also, you know, Yes, absolutely. Product. I mean, you're incredibly versatile. And it's I always helpful. give that advice to, to people who ask me for advice, you know, who are getting into this business. What, you know, do you have anything that you could sort of, you know, words of encouragement or wisdom? And I always say, you know, the more tools you have in your toolbox, oh gosh. The, the more you'll be able to work. Yeah. And, and, and you should approach a life in this business as just trying to work, not trying to become a celebrity or a star <laughs> or a movie star or anything like that, just trying to work. Yeah, just and do the work. you have to have many different things that you're able to do if you want to work. If you can That's just it. act, you're, you're not going to have a lot of work. <laughs> you know, if you can't dance, you can't sing, you can't do voiceovers, but I'm a great actor. Well, you know, that's, 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 you're going to be in trouble. Well, it's very good. It's just that, yeah. you know, it helps, it helps if you, you know, of course, if you, if you vary your skill set as often as you can, as much as you can, and be willing to do it. I had a friend come to me and say, you know, I, you get a lot of work in voiceover. How do you do that? I mean, just how do you do it? I said, well, are you getting sent out? Are you going out? He goes, oh, you mean like going to the audition? <laughs> and I was like, yes. He goes, oh, you know, I just can't seem to get the time. Yeah. I was like, well, here's the thing. Sure, <laughs> it turns out that yeah. you might not always get the job if you don't show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. That, that was kind of a naive question to have asked you in the first place, considering well, going to the auditions magic. is his problem. Adam, there might have been a magic pill. Yeah. And there may very of well course. still be a magic pill. You know pill. what? I want a magic pill. <laughs> I wish somebody would tell us that there's a magic pill. Uh-huh. Now I have a question for you, because mm-hmm. I think I've never, you know, really put this to you. What drew you to the role of Huey Calhoun hmm. while we're talking about being actors? Right. Interesting question. Can to you be answer honest, it? Can you answer it? Do you want to answer it? No, no, no I'll answer it. Okay. But it, it's a very practical answer, which is it was a great job and is a great job. Isn't it? It's a, yeah. And, Tasty. and you know, I was, I was really looking to come back to Broadway yeah. and wanted to come back in a lead role. And 
it was really the only role that was appropriate for me. Mm. I, and in all honesty, I had never seen the show right. before I started pursuing the job. And I had started pursuing it a long time ago. Uh, the summer before last, I had approached the producers and they mm-hmm. said, oh, okay, that's really interesting, but Chad just signed for another year. Sure. So, so it was sort of, it became a moot point until a year later when Chad decided to not re-up and right. they came back to me and said, are you still interested? So, um, it was really a matter of practicality that I approached the role in the first place, but, you know, have after having seen the show uh, and breathing such a huge sigh of relief <laughs> in that I loved the show so much. It That's was actually, so yeah, it was sort of twofold. It was like, I, on one hand, I, I loved the show and, and, and was so relieved at, at that, um, that prospect. But then on the other hand, what a huge role it is yeah, and massive. you know watching Brian do it and watching Chad do it and these guys sweat like they were in a sweat lodge and I was like oh my god what am I in for you know what have I done yeah so uh so I was I having having seen the show uh, I got nervous thinking you know sure. this is this is the the biggest role in terms of scope yeah. that I've ever done yeah um and he's so, the motor yeah he's the motor and so I was you know I was concerned about uh my my physical well-being at, yeah. at being able to maintain myself during the show, yeah. just you're seeing how hard these guys work. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so that's that's really what drew it to, drew me to it. And now that I'm doing it, it feels like I made the right decision. It yeah, feels like a, a, a good fit for me, you yeah. know. And I have so much fun doing it. And so, uh, to me, that's really uh, that's really the tell all of whether or not I'm doing the right things is if I'm enjoying myself. Yes. And I wouldn't be enjoying myself if I didn't think the audience was enjoying themselves too. Sure. And so, um, you know, I, I feel like it's it, again, it's it's the right fit for for me, and it's the right fit for the show. And so, it's you know, it's a it's thrill to be here. Yeah. Now, how's the role informed your acting process? Because I can tell you. Having Felicia Farrell written on me right. and being involved in the creative process, right. I, I think daily I write down things or right. journal things in my mind or on paper right. about how the role continues to inform me right. as an actress. Right. Can you speak a little bit about? Well, I mean, I'm still very much in the exploration process yeah. of, of finding different ways to um, approach the character. Well, I shouldn't say approach the character. I'm approaching the character the same way but you know there's you have a lot of leeway and 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 chris ashley has given me a lot of leeway in terms of how to um make this character my part of me and and vice versa um you know it would have been very difficult for any actor to step in and try and do what chad was doing sure you know chad really created a character that was very removed from who he is Mm -hmm. you know he really created somebody that he turned into when he got on that stage um and i feel like i certainly turn into somebody else when i step on the stage but i'm not getting out of my own body and i'm not getting out of my own self and and i'm still bringing adam is still up there and i think when chad got up there chad wasn't up there it was like this other guy simply this other guy right and that was amazing to see (laughs) that's just not how i work you know i don't approach roles that way um and uh and so and also you know um i'm still getting a lot of notes from from uh you know uh the creative team Mm -hmm. about uh you know this and that and you know line readings and certain things like that so um it's still it's i'm still in that growth phase you know um but every night i go out there i i I really do, and it sounds like such an actory thing to say, but I really find something different every performance. So do I. Yeah, so I really do. I, do. I, I find something different, um, and even if it's not on purpose, sometimes <laughs> things happen by mistake, and you find totally. something different. And you find you know? something absolutely. Yeah. So um, it, it's it's so exciting for me to to do the show every night. Um, yeah, me too. And 
well, thanks. After so long, <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Um, and I, you know, and I, and it's it's hard to step into a show where people have been at it for a couple of years. And I know not everybody in the cast has been there from the beginning, but certainly certainly uh, a number of you have. And um, it's hard in the sense that. Uh, having been in long runs of shows, I know how tiring it gets to have, to do a show after that amount of time, sure. and to be able to have that enthusiasm and that excitement after two years yeah. uh, in a, in a show is rare. Yeah, and is. I think that that speaks to the people that we work with and the company that we're a part of, and it also speaks to the show and the material, and so, that it that it, it has the power to infuse us and enliven us with um, its spirit every time we go out. I think so, too. I mean, you know, again, having been there when we discovered all of these moments when, you know, a song that used to be the third song in the show is now gone and replaced with another thing. Right. I was there when all of those moments took right, place. Right. So I get off. I get asked often, you know, what's your favorite song in the show or what's your I'm like, it's all my favorite. Do you understand? Right. This is like, right. you know, it's like your baby. Yeah. Yeah. And you um, have such a history with watching, yeah, the show. And again, like, I think people find that kind of stuff really interesting. Like, you know the development of a show and and knowing what went into the process of getting it to the point at which that particular audience member is watching it on that particular night you know i think people w- would be really fascinated to know the process in which the show went through to get to that point you I'm know sure. i think i know i was fascinated to hear and i know that people are fascinated to hear who are fans of memphis that um in an earlier incarnation of the show that delray was your boyfriend yes he began as my boyfriend yeah i know right and that's you know to me that's so interesting you know <laughs> yes. um and and I'm glad it changed right, to the way right. it is because I, I I love the fact that he's your brother, um, but uh, I, I know that people are always fascinated to find out that uh, in the and you might not even know this um, in the development of Aida, mm-hmm. um, the song Elaborate Lives mm-hmm. was Aida's solo song. Wow! And at some point in the process, actually, it was after Chicago. So this was in, after we had already did our done our run in Chicago, sure. in between Chicago and New York. They decided that Radames needed a song, and they kind of <laughs> made it his song. <laughs> and when I tell you that Miss Headley did not talk to me for three days. But as if it was my fault. A fantastic duo power ballad. I know, though. I know. It is such a she fantastic was so upset duo. that it's she tough. lost that it's song. Tough. You know, I was it's, like, it's you have every crazy. good song in the show, <laughs> and the I have one. It's the title. Okay, so let me just be clear here about something. Adam originated, if you guys did not know this, originated the role of Rodimaze in Aida. Indeed. Um, when the show closed on Broadway, the first regional production of that show, I played the title role. Now, I've gone on to play that role four more times. Um, and so it's very exciting that at this point in time, Adam, having trod the boards first on Aida, um, is now working with me on a project that I've been working on forever. Yeah. But then I've done multiple <laughs> versions of, you know, yeah, this yeah. piece that he's so closely uh, uh, associated with. So, it's a small world, especially the, small the world, world of theater. It's like a <laughs> tiny world. Our tiny little nugget over here. Our, yeah. I call it campus <laughs> on the west side. So when did you come to New York? When did you come? Like, what was your what brought you to New York City? What um, show was it? N- nothing brought me to New York City. No, okay, you brought um, yourself. I brought Just, myself. Okay. Um, I uh, graduated from uh, school from FSU, and I knew then that I wanted to be. This is going to sound completely nuts, but it's absolutely true. I wanted to be spiritually emotionally and financially ready to be here mm-hmm. because uh, I didn't I wanted so badly to move to New York City and begin the next phase of my career as right, an actress right. but I wanted to, to do it and be able to stay right. so rather than you know leave school and run up here as fast as I could with five dollars right. and a tube chapstick right, right. I wanted to work and sure. I had a job right away yeah. so I moved to Japan to do the job for a year 
What was the job? The job was this acting, singing, dancing um, show at this gorgeous, beautiful hotel in Okinawa. And I literally like did two shows a week and, and then And so sang. you were on Okinawa for an entire year, just mm-hmm. Okinawa? Uh-huh. But I mean, on our days off, I sure. was in Tokyo all the time. I was, right, you know, right. I, it was fantastic. And how did you like that? Fantastic. It was my first time in Asia. Right. What a great time to be there. I was there working. I was earning a salary yeah. in my field. Yep. Um, it was thrilling. Yep. And then I came back to the States and I uh, uh, worked in Atlanta. And from there, I auditioned for Walt Disney and I got the job. And they were opening like a ton of brand new projects. Mm-hmm. So they brought me on to be uh, their Nala and their Lion King mm-hmm. version there. And I was there. It was great. I was cutting teeth. I was learning so many things, negotiating my own contracts. Yeah. So helpful. So, so great. Uh, such a great growth time as an artist and as a businesswoman. Sure. And I think it's important as an actor to maintain both of those worlds. You need them. I agreed. Um, I, I'm a t- terrible businessman, <laughs> which sure? is why I married a, a brilliant woman who is <laughs> who can take care who, of you. Yes, as well she does. <laughs> um, so you know, well, I'm all alone out here, Adam. Yeah, so I got to no, get I know, it together. Got to do it all. Got to do it all. Um, so there, after that, I, I uh, uh, spent some time. I went to Disney, intending to stay a year. Stayed for three. Glad I did. Yeah. And w- literally one day, I woke up and said, "That's it." That's enough. I'm good. Yeah. It's time to move. Yeah, yeah. So I gathered. I gave my notice at, at Disney. They promised me the Disney moon and the Disney stars. Yep. And I said, I so appreciate it, but I really have to go. Now, this was Disney in Florida at this mm-hmm. point. Disney right? Orlando. One of and my favorite places in the whole world. I really world. love it. I really, really love it. I had a great time. used to go there every time. Christmas and New Year's when I was a kid for about six years in a row. I had a great time. Loved it. I had a fantastic time. I w- it was the perfect job to have before moving to New York. Right. So I moved to New York City. And that was March of 2001. And you made your Broadway debut in what? The Color Purple. Mm. Mm-hmm. The color purple. And how was it working with Oprah Winfrey? In the color purple. No, I'm <laughs> she did eight shows oh a week, God. right? Of course she did. <laughs> if I had a nickel for literally the number of times I've been asked that question, people were like, really? Oh, here's another question I always get uh, since I started working with you, which is such an ignorant, ignoramus question, but I have to ask it because it's funny. Is she Danny Glover's daughter? Well, you got to ask that. You got to ask Do you get it. that from other people? I get it all the time, especially, frankly, when I was working on The Color Purple, right. and I joined the company as a standby, so I stood by for Seely and right. for Nettie. Okay. Um, and it, I mean, people literally found it inconceivable that I would be working on that show with my last name being Glover and not and be not somehow, be, right. it just didn't make sense to, right. you know, to the How user. is that possible? How is it possible? Right. Um, and of course, you know, people say, your father, this woman actually once at the stage door <laughs> said, your father must be so, she just skipped right to point sure, B. Right, right. Your father must be so, so proud. And I was like, oh, he is. He's very, very proud. <laughs> That's so wonderful. People think I'm being modest <laughs> and, and I'm being humble when in fact right. my father is not Danny Glover. And it is Save Young Glover your brother? He is not, okay. nor is he my cousin. And uh, Roger out. Glover from Deep Purple, is he <laughs> Or John relation? Glover. Or jo- yeah, that's right, the actor John Glover. No, no? Okay, none. All right. none. I'm all alone, all alone. But I think I benefit from having a, a, a rather unusual first name and a famous last name. Right, right. So I just sort of, I sort of live in both places. How long did you do uh, Color Purple for? Uh, I joined the company about a year in, so I was in the, and, and I was there until they closed. So a oh, year okay. and a half. Oh, all right. A year and a half. And uh, the whole time, of course, we were developing Memphis. So, right. you know, I was working on a bunch of other things, including those four productions of Aida. Was that a good experience doing uh, Color Purple? It was tremendous. It was my first Broadway show. I was unbelievably privileged and excited to be there. The right. company is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. What a great, great creative team. I mm-hmm. mean, Brenda Russell, the first time I heard her music, I was like, and then yeah, I met yeah. her and she knew who I was because she had seen my work. Like she had right, seen me right. play Seely. Yeah. Like it was so beyond. Sure. You know, Oprah stopped in two or three times in my tenure there. Right. Um, and it, I think it's a beautiful piece. Yes. And I got to learn a lot about 
being an actor in a Broadway show mm-hmm. because for our audiences, it is quite an experience. Mm-hmm. And I remember my first Broadway show and it's thrilling, but it's also a business and it works a certain way. It's a, right. it's a regular job for the people who do it as well, as well as being an arty job. So it was really helpful for me to observe how a Broadway show works right. on the backside because again, being a businesswoman, I was taking copious notes. Sure, of uh, course. Very, very helpful. Yeah, yeah. Very and, spe- helpful. You know, and, and I, having worked for Disney as well, mm-hmm. as obviously uh, in addition to other producers, it is, it is fascinating fascinating to see how Broadway shows work and, yes. and from a produ- producerial side um, and having produced uh, a, an off-Broadway show I think it, it helped me tremendously in 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 that regard in putting together being able to put together a show and mounting a show and knowing what that, enta- that entailed sure you know or being part of that working mechanism you right. know as an actress I was part of that mechanism right. in a Broadway setting right um, so it was it was hugely helpful mm-hmm. I mean little did I know that Memphis was was getting closer and closer all the time to being ready to come in. So right. we were, you know, I was, I was without knowing it, gathering really helpful, much needed information, Absolutely. you know, yep. really, really good. So there we are. On the job training. <laughs> On the job <laughs> training, as it were. Do you remember, uh, your first night on in rent? Do you remember like when you guys presented the show for the first time? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I what I remember the most, vivid memory I have of it is that I wasn't nervous at all <laughs> and everybody was so nervous and right. I wasn't nervous and I still I don't get nervous mm-hmm. um, I get nervous before performances of my own music or sure. if I go out and do that kind of stuff which I, I would imagine makes some sense mm-hmm. with regards to the fact that when you're going out there and you're performing your own music you're you're yourself so you are naked in that yeah, way and a much lot more, more exposed <laughs> yeah and a lot more yeah. vulnerable um and i always felt uh with regards to musicals that i i was always sort of confident in my ability to do whatever it was i was able to do and sort of approach the situation as um, well, I'm going to do the best that I can do. And if you don't like the show, I didn't write it. <laughs> and so, so I, I always approached, uh, my, 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 my time doing musicals a, 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 in that regard. So that like, I, I don't get stage fright and sure. I don't get nervous before the performance because, because of that, because sure. I, I, I sort of feel that like, I, I think the audience is going to have a good time. And I, and I, and I've been extremely, extremely lucky yeah. to have been part of shows that I knew people Light, exactly. I was going to say, I, I feel like I've been privileged and that I've yeah. worked on some really wonderful projects. Yeah. But there's some curveballs that come at you that you know you sure. never see coming. But, but I, I, I do feel for people who have to get out there every night and perform in a show that audiences aren't really digging. <laughs> you know? I, I mean, again, as an actor, at some point you have to say to yourself, I'm here, I'm, I'm working, right. and I'm doing the best I can. Right. I mean, the, the piece is the piece. Either right. you've had a hand in, in creating it or not, right. but you do the best you can. Right. And I mean, I, I think as actors, you and I have both seen pieces or seen things right. and said, you know what? Maybe not the best thing I've ever seen, right. but my God, how great is the work this, is, this actor is doing? Right. Or how thrilled am I that that person is working right now? Right. Because they, you know, they need it. It's, it's, right. it's art and it's our lives right. Right. at the same time. Right. And, and, and you know, you, you, you don't always have the luxury of being in a show that's a huge hit no. or that everybody loves, no. but you are lucky to be working period. So, you know, it's, it's, it's so do the work. double-edged sword sometimes. Yeah, do the work or not. Can I ask you something? I'll sure. tell you something fun. Uh, what, what would fans of yours be um, surprised to know about you? Name like one thing they'd be surprised to know about you. Um, uh, I, I guess that I'm, I'm an extremely domestic 
kind of guy. <laughs> um, I'm a homebody and always have been a homebody, and I'm not uh, I'm not somebody who enjoys really going out to clubs and bars. I, when I was younger, I did. Um, but even when I was younger, you know, I was the kind of person that like, and I did this very often. Like, you know, I grew up in a town where like people would have you know kids would have these huge open house parties, and sure. the whole high school would show up or whatever. But even like at any any party, like I would go to the party, and then in the middle of the night people would turn around and be like, well, what happened to Adam? And oh, I just went home. I didn't say goodbye. I just went home. You know, uh, I just didn't feel like it anymore. I wasn't enjoying, you know, um, and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. Like I would, you know, I would much rather, um, sit and have dinner with some friends or, or be at home uh, alone <laughs> or with some friends really or, or my alone. family, obviously, yeah, of uh, you know, but then, then go out and be in large groups of people, go to bars, go to clubs, go to parties, things sure. like that. Uh, I, 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 I love to be at home and do laundry and clean. <laughs> it would surprise people to know that about you. you I think, think so. A part of your persona or what people I think that surprises people to know about any man. I suppose. I know, <laughs> you are they, a man. I'm a man. That, that, they, that they enjoy doing laundry right. and, and, you know, being dishes home. and being home and, right. and you know, just taking care of their kids. And, you know, so uh, right. I, I think that's a little, maybe a little surprising. All right. I think one thing that would surprise people to know about me. Yes. Um, Lee Greenwood's God Bless the USA is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I love it. It's a good tune. It takes me there. I go in every time. But that's very patriotic of you. <laughs> that's wonderful. I think people would love that. <laughs> and I'm a huge fan of country music. You are? I'm a huge country music fan. Really? Huge country music fan. Now that is a surprise. No, I'm from Tennessee. I'm surprised that anyone's a fan of country music. <laughs> wow. See, he wounds me. He wounds me, people. He loves me eight times a week, but then he wounds me. <laughs> Only kidding. Only kidding. Um, it has been delightful to sit here and chat with you. Likewise. Without, you know, having to get into wigs and costumes and That's such. Right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this is Downstage Center. I'm sitting here with Mr. Adam Pascal, leading man at Broadway's Memphis, and I am Montego Glover, leading lady at Broadway's Memphis. Hello, I'm Heather Hitchens, executive director of the American Theater Wing. I hope you enjoyed today's edition of Downstage Center. Downstage Center is recorded in the CUNY TV radio studio at the City University of New York's Graduate School of Journalism in Manhattan. Our engineer for today's show is Chad Bernhardt. Along with this program, all of the educational and media work of the American Theater Wing is available online, on demand, for free at americantheaterwing.org. If you're a regular listener to or viewer of Wing programs, we hope you'll consider giving us financial support to sustain our work. Just visit our website, americantheaterwing.org, and click Support ATW. For Downstage Center and the American Theater Wing, thanks for your support, and thanks for listening.